Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. So I was on the Information Superhighway the other day doing some research, and I got distracted, as I commonly do, came across an exercise IQ test. Now, wasn't what I was looking for or doing research about, but I took it. <laughs> I had to, right? Ten questions and their problems. <laughs> After I finished the test and got the results back. So in other words, they scored the test and, and I got a hundred. And anyone who's in this business doing anything fitness related, darn well, better get a hundred on this test. And I guarantee you there are many that wouldn't. And that includes the questions where I knew the answer they wanted wasn't the answer that is based on the current research, and it's worded so vaguely, as I will point out, and that's a problem. But I realize that this is just one of a myriad things you are bombarded with all day long when it comes to exercise and nutrition and motivation. This is a problem. And after I took the test, I didn't plan on doing a show about it. But I said, this is exactly 
what I need to do a show about. Because they are doing the very thing they are trying or say that they are trying to prevent or trying to fix. The first sentence, when you take this, it's a couple short paragraphs to get you started before you take the exercise IQ test. And the opening sentence is, this test is designed to evaluate whether you are wise to the proliferation of exercise myths that have invaded our workouts. Sounds great. But as you will soon find out, they're adding to the problem. Now, again, I love the fact that this was found, this is found within a psychology type website and a well-known. I don't need to bash specific things or just need to point out where the problems are. And I could very well do it. This is all public domain information. I don't, I don't like going there unless I absolutely have to, which is extremely rare. And I love the fact as one of these questions will specify that they are making the connection of exercise to mental health and all those benefits. Huge. Awesome. But when your opening sentence is, you're trying to see whether or not people are wise to the myths and you're actually adding to them. Or at the very least making, you know, well, they're adding to them and they're adding confusion to the whole world of workouts. You kind of have to stay in your lane. You have to stay in your lane. And if you don't, want to stay in your lane, which again, I love the fact that they're making this connection, exercise and, you know, and the brain and stress and anxiety and performance, something I am all about. But if you're going to go there, have someone in the exercise science world, (laughs) check your work. It's a good idea. All right. So when we come back from the break, I'm going to get into these 10 questions, break them down, because the clarification of the problems that I had with this test are very worth discussing. They are the very things that, again, you're getting bombarded with. And you just, you don't even know, I would argue. People are just reading it, and it's, and it's adding to the myths, and adding to the confusion, and adding to the the stuff that is keeping you from getting your results from living your best life all right quick break when we go back i'm going to get right to it the exercise iq test we'll be right back Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. All right, talking about just an exercise IQ test that I found online, took, and... When I got the answers back and their explanations thereof, I said, this has to be a show. And it brought back memories. I actually wrote a trainer test years ago for one of my first contract writing jobs. I think it actually was my first. My very first contract writing job was for a now defunct, long defunct, long out of print magazine called Metro Sports Magazine. And it was free. And it was found in all the gyms in the, I was going to say New York City, but I, it was all over the East Coast. And I remember it was so exciting. I actually delivered a, gave a lecture at, I think it was the Marine, yeah, it was the Marine Corps Marathon many, many years ago. And the editor of this free fitness newspaper came up to me after and said, hey, would you like to write a regular column called In the Gym? And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. And it was so fun. So one of my, and I kind of had free license. I had to run the topics by him, but uh, I don't think he ever really said no. He may have tweaked the ideas here and there, but he let me write an article called The Trainer Test. <laughs> Basically, it was 10 questions that you were supposed to give your trainer to see if they were qualified. <laughs> I got a lot of angry, uh, or they got a lot of angry letters from trainers and it was justified. So anyway, <laughs> I digress. But the exercise IQ test, this is really important to discuss. So I read you the first sentence. Let me read you the rest of that first paragraph that you would read before taking this test. I read you the first, and it follows with, what is the right way to exercise? What habits can make working out damaging instead of healthy? That third sentence, what habits can make working out damaging instead of healthy? Do we need that in an exercise IQ test? Is that really the problem? It's like the studies and the articles on too much exercise 
we are so not even remotely close to that being an issue, nor are we worried about people's habits when it comes to working out that are damaging. Are there people that do that? Yeah. Yeah. And is one of my major goals of the three to help you get the greatest results, shortest amount of time, least likelihood of injury people? Yeah. But when this is within the opening paragraph of uh, exercise IQ test, what is that doing? It is giving those people again an excuse, adding to confusion, I'm doing too much. The people that have to worry about doing too much are such a small percentage. And to tell you the truth, probably not the people who are going to take this IQ test or believe any of the stuff they're in. Okay, so we don't need that. What habits can make working out damaging instead of healthy? Is that important? Of course it is. Is that a problem? No. Cardiovascular disease is a problem. Cardiovascular disease does not come about from people doing too much exercise. So if anything, we should probably err on the side of pushing people to do more because the vast majority are not going to do too much. And we can worry about that later. Because truthfully, the body is such a smart machine. And listen, again, I don't want anyone to get injured. But overtraining and things like that, you can recover from that. Heart attack, stroke, that's kind of a bigger problem. So you see where I'm going here. So right in this opening paragraph where they're trying to get people ideally to exercise, they're saying, but we're going to, you know, tell you if you're doing too much. Your, your body will tell you, okay? It's not the problem. All right. I have to start with that. Say one more time, though, I love the fact that this is a test on a psychology site and that we are making that so important connection, the mind-body connection that, yeah, a lot of people talk about, but do they really understand it? Do they apply it? And what's the science behind it? All right, let's get right into it. Question number one, before a workout, it's important to warm up your muscles, e.g. jogging in place, jumping jacks, etc. Anyone see the glaring problem right from the get-go? I'm going to read it again. <laughs> This is where I wish I had the radio show and I could have people call in again. Uh, but let me read it again. Before workout, it's important to warm up your muscles. Let's just leave it at that. What jumps out at you right away? What freaking, <laughs> sorry, kind of workout? What kind of workout? Is it cardio? Is it strength? Let's keep it broad. And then within that, let's go, are you doing chest, shoulders, triceps? Are you doing a split routine of just strength? Are you doing a body weight circuit? Are you doing sprint, uh, you know, a, a track workout at the track? To just say before a workout, it's important to warm up your muscles is so flawed from the get-go. You may say, Tom, you're being overly, you know, you're, you're, it's not that big a deal. It is. It, it actually is. And, and even within the questions, it becomes a bigger problem within their questions and their advice. So you may think I'm being overly critical, but I'm not. This leads to the confusion. Okay? 
you got to specify the workout. And I would argue just from the way these questions are worded, they actually mean cardio. They don't mean strength. And so if you are going out for a three-mile slow run, do you need to warm up? No. Guess what your warm-up is? That first mile. Should you sprint out of the gate? No. <laughs> no. But 99.9% of people aren't going, well, even more than that, you're, you're not going to do that. It's like warming up before a marathon. You got plenty of time, people. And so we need to clarify what. Okay? And this takes me back to when I came out with my first exercise videos that I've talked about before. Many, many years ago, self-produced, self-funded, still selling today. One was a 42-minute total body workout with dumbbells. Doing your home, cardio intervals, strength, circuit training format. When I started getting a lot of press for those videos, it was amazing. It took off. One of the first things to really start my career, some people complained that there wasn't a long warm-up and said, you, you, this is flawed. The warm-up was built in. The warm-up was not as important because it was squats and bicep curls and push-ups, but we were gradually warming up with the cardio intervals, the way the workout was designed, and it was primarily basic strength moves, and many of them single joint. So in other words, if you're someone who's doing just an arm workout one day, or especially someone who's doing <laughs> micro workouts, you don't need to do the warm-up that they're talking about here. Is there a time and a place for, for warm-ups? Of course. And that time and place most often is when you're going to do high-intensity training, when you're going to ask your body to move fast and do plyometric moves like box jumps and burpees and things like that. Yes, then you want to get your body warmed up. But to say and have it be the first question before workout, it's important to warm up your muscles. That is problematic. And let me, I have to skip ahead here. Well, let me, let me, let me first finish with this paragraph. Uh, they go on to say, warming up before exercising will increase oxygen and blood flow to your muscles. Totally true. Okay. Then they say, decreasing the likelihood of overstraining or injury. No. It depends. Sure. Again, plyometrics, speed work. And yes, you want to warm your body up to get your core temperature up, all of those kind of things. But for certain workouts, and listen, if you have a lot of time and you don't mind a warm-up, do it whatever you want. It's not going to hurt you. It may not be the best use of your time, but when time is the number one reason people give for lack of exercise, and as they're going to get here, this is where I'm going to jump ahead, they recommend five to 10 minute warm up. And then as I will read in another question, they talk about doing 20 minute workouts. So they also will talk about a cool down. So if you do a five to 10 minute, let's say 10 minute as they prescribe, warm up, and then the cool down, let's say that's five minutes, you have five minutes to exercise, which is totally fine depending on what you're going to do if it's a micro workout, but they're talking about total body workout. So they're not doing the simple math that they're asking you to do. So that's a problem. Okay. And yeah, we'll leave it at that. 
So again, they finish up by saying, before your workout, do five to 10 minutes of some type of aerobic warm-up to get your muscles ready. If that workout is cardio and strict cardio, if you're doing an elliptical trainer for an hour, you need to warm up. Your warm-up is the first five to 10 minutes at a slower pace, which your body is going to want to do anyway. I remember not understanding when I was younger, going to a 5K race and seeing people warming up running before. I'm like, what are you doing? You're tiring yourself out. And then when I started getting competitive, I realized that to try to run fast, to show up at a 5K race and want to be competitive and just run, the body doesn't work that way. You need to warm up. So performance reasons, and yes, potentially injury prevention, but that's not what they're talking about here. (laughs) It's not about a 5K race. So it depends, people. It depends. Okay. It's going to go quicker. (laughs) That was a problematic one to get us started. Number two, regular, some of these I agree with. Regular exercise can improve your mood and ability to deal with stress. Yes, yes, and yes. I have zero problem with this one. And again, this is why I really like the fact that this study is, study, uh, test is within this psychology type website. All right. And they go on to say, exercise has been known to be extremely effective when it comes to improving a bad or depressed mood, 100%. By releasing endorphins, working out helps you feel and look good. And I love that order. Yes, feel good first. Listen, it's going to take a while to lose weight. It's going to take a while to change what happens in the mirror, what you see. You can feel good within minutes when you start moving. Love it. And they finish up. In addition, exercise has also been shown to be a great stress buster. So when a tight deadline, tough boss, or annoying customer is starting to get get to you, try going for a brisk walk. Absolutely. 100%. Great. Awesome. And I have the same somewhat (laughs) uh, agreement with the number three. All right. Resistance weight training helps burn fat. And I understand this question. Like they're going to Try to see those people who think it's all about cardio. So what they're saying here is, it's not just about cardio. It's about both, but it's not just about weight training. So you get the people who say, don't do any cardio for weight loss. And then the other end of the spectrum, you need both, right? And so this question is uh, targeted at those people who think that it's all about cardio. It's not. You need to do both. And one of the reasons they outline is that resistance training improves metabolism And as a result, helps you burn more calories. Totally. All right. But here's the problem within this question and their answer. They say, although some people may prefer targeting a specific area, and then they have quotations, I want bigger biceps, and I want to reduce the size of my thighs, an all-around strength training workout is best. Is best. They're not saying you can't spot reduce, and they should have. You can't reduce the size of your thighs by just doing spot reduction exercises. So they are playing into that myth without debunking it right here. Because they're saying an all-around strength training workout is best. They're not saying it can't be done, which it cannot. You cannot tell your body where to take fat deposits from. It is genetically predetermined and different in different people. Some people lose weight in there you know, lower body first. Some people lose it in their abdominal region. Some people lose it in their face. And then there's different amounts and degrees to which it happens. So they are 
subtly, but that's just as bad, reinforcing a myth right here. Okay? Although some people may prefer targeting a specific area and all-around strength training workout is best. No, it's not best. It's the only way that works. And if you spend an inordinate amount of time trying to spot reduce, what are you doing? You are wasting time. You're delaying your results. You're preventing yourself from doing other exercises. When I see someone at the gym doing 20 minutes, 30 minutes of abdominal exercises to try to reduce obvious abdominal body fat stores, that time would be so better used doing three to five minutes, fine, and then cardio and strength training. All right, so they're playing into the myth here. And they finish up by saying, try to aim for 20 minute, for a 20-minute workout three times a week. And if the exercise starts getting too easy, increase the weight. Agree with that. But when we start to do the math, they're saying a 20-minute workout three times a week. And now you've got the warm-up 10 minutes. So now we're up to 30 minutes. We got to do our cool down that they're going to talk about. Again. If you have that time and you can find the time, you can make the time, but you don't have to when you split it up if you want to. All right, so my point is just, if you tell most people that they need to do a 10-minute warm-up before every single workout, cardio included, doesn't make sense. Doesn't work. And I'm all about what works. We look at the science, and then we look at what people are going to actually do on a consistent basis. That's what's most important. All right? That's what's most important quick break when we come back we're gonna bang out the what we got left we got seven seven more okay this is the exercise iq test problems i found with it that will help clarify the myths that they're trying to clarify but actually oftentimes they are adding to the issue all right we'll be right back Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. And we are back. Let's talk about number five. Nope, number four. Uh, If you've gained rather than lost pounds, then the exercise you are doing is not working. I like this. Answer is obviously false. And they say putting on weight can actually be a good sign. You have decreased your body fat while adding lean muscle. Both signs are headed in the right direction. Scales aren't necessarily good indicators of your fitness level. So instead of worrying about the scale, concentrate on body part measurements and your body fat percentage. Totally agree. But then again, they should have just left it there. They should, then they go into like a healthy body fat percentage, which a lot of people want to know. And more and more people are getting body fat scales. I have one I recommend highly because they are so much cheaper now. It's, it's pretty much the same price. You get a, a traditional scale. Now they're digital. And you get body fat with that. Really important. You can also get like hydration status. It goes to an app. I've said before, there's so many different ways to kind of do this. And people who track their, their progress tend to see better results. But it's different for everyone. Some people want to track every day. That's definitely not me because you're going to see those fluctuations in weight. What I do (laughs) when I'm training for a race and trying to lose a couple pounds is I get on every day, but I don't look every day because I know it's not going to change every day in the way I want to see it, but it will change over time. If you haven't heard this from me before, I think this is a great way for many people to do it. So I have the scale, weight, body fat, hydration, all that stuff. I get on every day when I'm, again, dropping weight for a race. And every Monday I look. And even then, that's not as important as what happened during the month. Because I've done this long enough to know that the, the water weight and the sodium retention and things like that will vary day to day. But I want that trend. So I get on every day. I want that data, but I want to look at it. Because <laughs> it's depressing when you get on and you know you just did a hard workout, but suddenly you're up three pounds. Doesn't make sense cognitively. Well, there's something going on. Because you burned calories, and if you truly took in the same number uh, that you, you knew you should, uh, then it's a problem. All right, so they go on here that's saying, talk about body fat, and I'll read you the whole thing. But they say, keep in mind that having a very low fat percentage is not necessarily something to strive for. Again, that's not an issue for most people. Other people that overshoot it? Yeah. Again, that's in the group of exercising too much. These are issues that need to be addressed. But we don't have to worry about having a very low body fat percentage. We just want to worry about being in the healthy. Let's get there. Let's get most people in the healthy percentage. Then those people who are, you know, really shooting for or actually finding a very low body fat percentage, especially at an an older uh, age (laughs) that I'm currently in, like 53, that gets harder and harder people. 
So again, that's something we need to worry about. It's not really an issue. And they finish up this question by saying most athletes perform better in the low fat rather than the very low fat range. Athletes know that. Not all. Lead athletes, definitely. And there's a fine line and they have to walk that line. And that's why their performance suffers. Sometimes they overshoot it. But again, not really something we need to waste a lot of time for, especially in a 10-question exercise IQ test. Again, you may think I'm being overly critical. It's, it's, it's warranted. Okay? Number five, if you've warmed up your muscles for at least 10 minutes prior to exercising, a cool down after a workout isn't necessary. Once again, what kind of exercise? What if some, so many people have no idea? You know, many of you listening, you're, you're intermediate to advanced. You go, Tom, you're, you're being, over. no, <laughs> you're going to have people who think I, they got on, they did their walk, treadmill outside, and that they need a cool down because the answer is false. And this was one where I would have said, if you want to be most at least 10 minutes prior to exercising, a cool down after workout isn't necessary. Well, maybe, or true, <laughs> depends on what you did. And they go on to say, slow static stretching is highly recommended after a workout Although for athletes, more active stretching is recommended. Why? Why? And this starts to go, what do they mean by workout? So this starts to slowly clarify for someone like me who's done this a really long time. Well, okay, so they're saying it must be not very intense. Are they saying that athletes work out intensely? But why? Would an athlete need more active stretching? It just, it, it's confusing at best, okay? What's the difference, right? But they took it a step further. They say it will aid in cooling your muscles down and reduce tightness and soreness. No siree, Bob. Soreness? So if I do a workout and then do a cool down, and again, what is that workout? The soreness, I have done podcasts on this in the past. What I think they are alluding to here I think, and this is a stretch because it's giving them more exercise uh, science knowledge than they might be, um, than they might have. But soreness, they've, the myth has been for many years that, well, you want to work the lactic acid out of your system and a cool down helps do that. And that's true. You know, doing five to 10 minutes after going to the track, a cool down run, as many runners will do, triathletes, whatever, rowers, you know, you do a cool down, it's to flush the lactic acid out of your system. But two things. Number one, that lactic acid, so the people who say, you know, you should get a massage the day after a marathon to get that lactic acid out of your system, it's gone. It's been gone for a long time. Okay. And the people who say that lactic acid is what makes you sore, the current research says, no, sorry, Bob. It's the eccentric contractions. It is the small tears in the muscle tissue, that delayed onset muscle soreness you feel not one, but two days after a workout or after a really hard event like a marathon, you know, the next day and then two days after as well. It's not lactic acid. And no real cool down is going to help with the soreness. So again, it would, by saying soreness, you could now be playing into the lactic acid, you're playing into massage, you're playing into wasted time, depending on what you've done. So is stretching a good idea? Sure, of course. Tight muscles that are overly tight are going to be problematic. When you are done with a 
cardiovascular type workout, your bodies are warm. And that is a better time, according to research, to do static stretching. But it depends. It depends. And I want to maximize your time. And I don't want you doing, which is, it's so easy to say, yes, you should do a 10 minute warm up. You should do a 10 minute cool down. Oh my gosh. People are like, forget it. Then I'm not doing the workout. So this is part of the whole aspect of coaching and prescribing workouts and trying to get people to do what? Be consistent. You can't be making it harder than it needs to be. So you need to be more specific. 10 question exercise IQ test. Well, then don't do it. Or use the words that you need to use, the clarifications. Okay, can be done. Number six, exercise can be beneficial for people suffering from asthma. Awesome. Don't even need to go into this one much. Plays into so many people who, you know, have issues like asthma or, you know, different arthritis type issues. Just about every issue, and this is not an exaggeration, almost every issue that people might have, exercise will make better within reason, within moderation, and some that are incredibly counterintuitive, including arthritis. Moving more is generally recommended for people with joint issues. Now, again, you have to be smart, but our bodies were meant to move. And they flush out the waste products and bring in nutrients through compression, our knees, our hips. So I love this. Exercise can be beneficial from people suffering from asthma. Absolutely. So this is where they're saying it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. And let me just read you the first sentence. Uh, Exercise can actually help asthmatics reduce stress, sleep better, and feel more energized. Of course. Okay. Number seven. I love this one. Most women can't build muscles like men because they don't have enough testosterone. What are they talking about here? The subtle yet not bulk myth. I will. I have talked about for decades and unfortunately we'll have to continue talking about because of the myth out there, but they play into it really badly in their opening sentence. Oh, my heart rate just went up a little. Okay. Most women can't build muscles like men because they don't have enough testosterone. And the answer is true. But then here's their opening answer. Although there are some women who may have the genetic makeup to look like Vin Diesel or the Incredible Hulk, it is generally quite rare. Um, The Incredible Hulk doesn't have the genetic makeup to look like the Incredible Hulk. Lou Ferrigno, who played the Incredible Hulk, was a bodybuilder who took a lot of performance-enhancing drugs. He will tell you that. So there are, are there some women who may have the genetic makeup to look like either of those people? And I don't want to even, I don't need to talk about Vin Diesel, uh, but be darn hard. The Incredible Hulk? Yeah, even if they took the same performance-enhancing drugs that bodybuilders take to look that big, to get that big, They're not going to be that big because they don't have enough testosterone to begin with. So to say that, you are automatically flipping out a heck of a lot of women. Wait a minute. What if I'm that person? You're not. No one is. 
no women have the genetic makeup to look like the Incredible Hulk. It's not quite rare. It's impossible. And I want to just end this question right here, but there's one more sentence. They say, so there's nothing wrong with including a strength training routine into an exercise program. And then in parentheses, thank goodness, they qualify and say, and is actually highly recommended. See question three. But don't even put in, so there's nothing wrong. You're basically saying you may be that person. You may have the genetic capacity to look like the Incredible Hulk. Are you kidding me? You had like four sentences and you blew it in the first. In one of the most important reasons why women fail to achieve their healthiest, best bodies is the fear of bulk. You just added to it incredibly well. And don't say there's nothing wrong with including a strength training routine. Just say it's essential for men and women to live their best lives. All right? Now you can say, like, <laughs> All right, number eight, thank goodness. Uh, there is no best time to work out. Absolutely right. Perfect. Stop writing those articles. And their answer is perfect. You know. The simple truth is the best time to exercise is time when it's most convenient. As long as you work out, it doesn't matter when. Yeah. Perfect. Here we go, though. All right, last two. In order to lose weight, exercise must be intense, tough. They say, although intense exercise is beneficial in the long run and does improve aerobic capacity more than light or moderate workouts do in other areas, the latter is just as good, if not better. Why say that? Understand why you say it, because some people don't want to work out hard, but we need to do both, is my point. And now we're playing into that myth of one is better than the other. No, we need to do both. And truthfully, the moderate, the easy to moderate activity is going to take longer, right? We need to do both, and we need to do much more of the easy to moderate. The intense should be, again, depending on who you are and your goals and all that stuff, your fitness level, but I'm throwing out the 80-20. And top athletes will do 80% of their training at base level, like slow, steady, base stuff, cardio, and strength, and then 20 or 30% is the intense stuff. They go on to say, non-strenuous exercise reduces stress, blood pressure, and anxiety just as much as strenuous exercise does. Furthermore, the risk of developing certain diseases, I don't want to get into that, it's just going to confuse you, but it's, it's, here they go. This, this is, <laughs> this is where I said I have to do a podcast on this, uh, although all the other points were a big part of it as well. But they say, in terms of weight control, moderate workouts like walking are just as effective as vigorous exercises such as jogging. In other words, running a mile burns the same calories as walking a mile. In this case, the amount of calories burned depends on not how fast the person runs, but the distance covered. That is completely and totally false. And if you don't believe me, listen to the podcast I did on that. Is walking a mile the same as running a mile? No. No. Because running is falling forward. You have two feet off the ground at any given time. The caloric value expenditure cost of running versus walking is not the same. Even though many smart people, including my marathon running uncle who went to MIT, this was, this was a myth, is a myth that's been around forever, and it's been debunked by science. Like, heart. This is not, like, this is not, I was going to say open for debate. Everything's open for debate. But walking a mile 
does not have the same metabolic cost as running a mile. And they go on to say, in actuality, light exercise is potentially more effective than vigorous exercise because most people can walk more than they can run. I get it. (laughs) But you could do both because they're saying most people can walk more than they can run. And you should. But you should also run. It's not an all or nothing proposition. The two together, it's like chocolate and peanut butter people. They're both great separately. But together, (laughs) it's my favorite candy. All right? So yes, walking is good. Ellipticals are good. But don't put this bad science out there when your whole premise of this test is to debunk myths. And that's, that's one that's confusing to many when it comes to running a mile versus walking a mile. Running is not the same. It's not just the distance, people. It is the speed. All right, finally, let's wrap this all up. As long as you do 30 minutes of cardio exercises, strength training isn't necessary. No, and I love this. They say a combination, it's false. A combination of strength training and aerobic exercise is ideal for heart health. It's ideal for all health people. They're specifying heart here. I get it. And then they go into LDL, cholesterol, HDL, all important. All important. And there's so many benefits to strength training that people don't realize and vice versa with cardio as well. That's what my show's about. That's what my books are about. That the oversimplification, that there isn't one benefit and oftentimes there are benefits that are counterintuitive to strength training, to cardio, to mental training. And so while I like what this test was trying to do, (laughs) it did the opposite. But it gave me content for the show, content that I wasn't ready for. But like I said, that's one thing I love about my job and I love about this podcast and the new book I'm writing as well. I get to just vent. And in my venting, you benefit. We all benefit. I get an outlet. (laughs) Because as I said, no one raises my heart rate. Nothing. Except this stuff. Stuff that's preventing you from living your best life. Stuff that is confusing you. Bad signs. And don't start with the premise that you are debunking the myths when you're adding to them. Have it fact-checked. Just grab an exercise physiologist and say, does all of this make sense? Are we wording this the right way? Is, is this the right finding? Walking versus running a mile. Oh, anyway, there you go. A show I didn't know I was going to do till I happened upon this. All right. It's important. This is all important. All of this misinformation in its aggregate is problematic beyond belief. It wastes your time and it saps you of the belief that you can make change. And when you do the right things in the right amount, in the right way, consistently, it gets easy. And you see results, incredible results. But that's not what people are selling. They're selling bad information, bad products, bad programs. All right, excessive moderation. (sighs) I feel better. 
Thank you for listening. Again, if you want to reach out, Tom H. Fit is my Instagram as well as Twitter, Tom H. Fit. I just posted the 11-minute scientifically-based cardio workout. I'm sore. <laughs> I actually just did it the other day, and now I'm sore because it's different. It was 11 minutes of something I'm not used to doing normally. Variation is everything. The more you listen to the show, the more you're going to hear me say that over and over and over again. All right? Tom H. Fit, though, again, Instagram and Twitter, if you want to reach out, questions, comments, you can go to fitnessdisrupted.com, email me through the site as well. Thank you for listening. My most recent book is The Micro Workout Plan. As I said, I'm so excited to be bringing you my first ever non-prescriptive book, uh, finishing up that proposal. Hopefully that'll be out in a year or so. I'm not going to tell you uh, more than that because I get yelled at by my agent and publishers that say, don't tell people they're, they're not willing to wait. I find that, yeah, you are, but... I'll listen somewhat. Uh, Anyway, thank you for listening. Remember, we all control three things. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our attitudes. And that is awesome. I'm Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.